0: Hey, coming up on today's podcast, we've got a few great subject matters to discuss. One that really reaches out to me because I feel so sorry for the dude. We got a guy that bought a well, we're not going to tell you that right yet. I'm well, at a somebody
1: phone.
0: <laughs> Right. Yeah, bought something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Lordstown, Lordstown, Lordstown. Man, we got some Lordstown news. Uh, how they're still making the news. I have no idea but they're making some news. Uh, Jeep Jeep is finally uh, catching up with uh, the Ford Bronco it seems. Uh we'll talk some about that. Apple um, wants to become your your key. Um and guess what guys? Phone Ducati's wallet phone phone wallet keys. Phone wallet <laughs> yeah. phone. Phone wallet phone. <laughs> um and Ducati's got some big news and and we we're, we're going to talk about all that coming up right after this. All uh-huh. right. Hey, everybody, welcome into the podcast. I forget what episode this is. Keith, you may have to remind me. Say <laughs> hello much. to Keith over there, guys. <laughs> what Whatever, man. What are you here for, man? Yeah, can you help me out with this episode? I don't remember what yeah, episode it is. Baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. So, but anyway, here we are. We're, uh, we're, on, uh, we're on stage again, once again for you guys, bringing you the latest in automotive news and much, much, much more. Whew. How you doing, pal? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. I've been, um, you know, as we were saying before we came on came on air, I've been consumed with uh, some law and crime stuff going on. You know, I've been listening to some weird podcasts, getting deep, deep, deep into the subject matters, and I've, I've found myself questioning myself all the time. It's weird, man. I don't get it. It's like I'm cross-examining myself, man. It's so weird. Another you ever day, get that? another you ever true time.
1: True crime podcast, right?
0: <laughs> right, man. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, I'm, what I'm really trying to do is hone my skills of investigating things for our audience, man. Have you for seen
1: this. all the, not just for the one that you're listening to, but this has been going on for years, the internet sleuthing where people will come up with these fascinating like theories and mm-hmm. they'll analyze details and I mean, it's it's interesting. There's forums and chat threads and Reddit. Oh, yeah pages, just full, subreddits, sorry. Yeah, which by the way,
0: I just recently downloaded Reddit and uh, because I've I've been trying to stay away from that sort of stuff, man, but um, it's kind of necessary anymore, isn't it? Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to. You have to go there. So,
1: have you noticed, Jay, and this is by design I'm sure, Mm -hmm. if you've done any Google searching lately, um, so for example, uh, I was trying to figure something out. um, Oh, okay. So Sideshot's got a got an aquarium fish aquarium for his birthday yeah got some fish and we're having a it's real sciencey like nitrates and nitrites and ammonia and all this stuff and i was googling like if this one particular chemical that we're adding to the water to stabilize it and remove the chlorine can be harmful to the bacteria which digest the nitrites and all that anyway great reddit Huge discussion about it on Reddit, and so a lot of times now, my Google searches return like
0: it goes takes me right to Reddit.
1: The first or second result is
0: a Reddit thread. That is absolutely 100% why I went ahead and went there because there were there were things in discussion that otherwise you couldn't see it. So uh, I took the plunge and got into it, and I find some interesting conversations going on. Obviously, and you know, it's it is one of those adult platforms. For sure, you have to be very careful because people do get kind of down and dirty with it. So be careful. Yeah, well, um, unless that's your thing, and then you know. R- right. Well, true. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, true. baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, baby. Uh, uh, anyway, that's uh, kind of weird. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, not my thing, really, because it no, says
1: you, on the packaging it's your thing. <laughs> oh, r- right.
0: Right. Yes. Ooh. Wow, $1 million worth of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. No, I'm sorry, man. Uh, anyway, I'm getting a little crazy here. Um, speaking of rock and roll, do you know of a band named Extreme? Yeah. Do you know who Nuno Betancourt is?
1: I only know Gary Sharon.
0: <laughs> okay, well, Gary Sharon. well, for a lot of reasons, because <laughs> yeah. he was like Van Halen 3, right? He was like the lead vocalist yeah. after... I mean. It's like the one album thing. But Nuno yeah. Betancourt is the lead guitar player from uh, their band, uh, Extreme. Okay. Uh, which he is basically a huge, huge fan of, of Ed's. Okay. And, um, I highly recommend they just released a new single. Um, oh, really? Off their latest album called Six. Um, I would highly recommend anybody who is a Eddie Van Halen fan to go listen to that because Nuno specifically, in an interview Speaks to that wanting to carry the torch on, it's more guitar driven. Uh, so being the hero to him that, um, uh, you know, Eddie was to Nuno, uh, he wanted to carry that torch and continue those great So guitar what, what you're licks.
1: saying there is Nuno's more than words,
0: absolutely. Oof. Mm, 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 mm. Man, okay, oh man, oh man, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, seriously, you should. I, I, I like it, it's pretty good. Um, Star Trek. We're, we're, do we need to pick back up on that subject? I uh, mean, we always kinda, we've been kind of talking about it on the in the intros. I, I got started on Strange New Worlds. I'm really happy about this. I'm caught up J, now. Yeah. I'm, I'm finally I'm ahead
1: of you now because you're I'm I'm Strange New Worlds current. And, and
0: you're you should be. Are yeah. you yeah. into yeah. episode yeah. Oh, three of Picard yeah. now? Yeah. Or don't
1: don't spoil it for people. Okay. that are, Yeah.
0: But yeah. Right. Wow. Wow. Picard. Wow. 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 Right. Um.
1: Yeah. So. Interesting, nothing new in that universe. They've always had a relationship with current events and pop culture and trends and where they think things are headed and all of that. And um, the amount of AI references and utilization and, oh. uh, I, I mean, there's just no end to how much of the storyline... All these Star Trek shows are are using AI as a as a as a store as a tool as a character as a storytelling tool, right? Right, right. And it's, um, it's really interesting. And I guess can I can I go ahead and let the cat out of the bag?
0: You can. That's, that's exactly where I wanted <laughs> you to go with this. Absolutely, my friend.
1: So Jay and I have uh, started. for now it's a second podcast it may turn into other Mm -hmm. things also good but um we've we've taken what we've learned this is not uncommon in the creator world where you get uh creators that take their experiences and they start something else based on those because you have knowledge already on how to fast track that so Right. We have uh, a, a a new podcast. Everybody, go check it out on your favorite podcast platform. Um, we haven't released, so the, so the the challenging part here is by the time this episode comes out, that should be out.
0: We hope so. That's yes. our, that's our goal. Um, if not, don't 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 like get mad at us. But it's coming.
1: AI Chronicles. Are we going with AI Chronicles?
0: Yeah, I think so. The AI Chronicles. PCG. The uh, the AI Chronicles. And and won't you tell them? You know what we're going to kind of center that around. Um, and then kind of stay focused on, if you will.
1: Well, you're not. You're never going to guess from the title, um, <laughs> but that it has to do with artificial intelligence. Um, right. <laughs> so yeah. it just it 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 came up so much that um, it's. Jay and I've just had these conversations where we don't think it's going away. We don't think it'll be going away in five years. We think every week there's something new on the horizon Mm -hmm. with AI. Yeah, Uh, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean we're thrilled about all of it. We're in Mm -mm. fact, we're pretty scared at some of it, but it's all interesting, you know. Yeah, and and yeah.
0: And I think that most people will. What they you know, it's it's like the new catchphrase AI. You know, Chat GPT, all of these things. Uh, that that's all you've been hearing about and been consumed with. I'm sure on the news, um, if you're a parent, um, you have a, a kid in college, uh, or a kid that's in grade school or even in high school, they'll be affected by this. But what, what we're trying to do is kind of delve into this a little deeper, you know, also looking at it from the advantages from the automotive world, um, but to make you realize that what you may not know is that we've been testing AI now for quite some time and uh, all of the data that they've been collecting oh, is now really kind of started. I was showing. just so,
1: playing with AI in your headphones
0: 10 seconds ago. <laughs> yes, you were. Exactly. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's kind of scary.
0: It is very scary. So we're not. We're just anyway. Join us on that alternate podcast, which will we're going to call it. uh, You know, like we said, the AI Chronicles. Um, It will also be available on uh, many of the same platforms that this particular podcast is on. We're going to continue to talk about automotive. We're going to continue to talk about um, that on this podcast, but we're also going to be bringing uh, in some AI uh, to the automotive world and beyond. The automotive world on the PCG AI Chronicles. So, get still
1: ready. doing this one, still doing the counter show. Yeah. Um, burning the camera, yeah, you know, insanity, yeah. But right. the goal is at some point, I get you know, deep fake me or virtual me just to right. do an entire
0: episode with you, and then absolutely, you know, yeah. Do you remember Max Headroom?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, right. So, there you go. Who yeah, knows? Man. Maybe we're the, I mean. You think Max Headroom was a, uh, ahead of his time? Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, so I mean, just think Max Headroom. For those of you who are in our age group, you get it. It goes way back a little bit, but that was a pretty killer show. Um, ahead of its time. It started out as a commercial, watch.
1: I think, didn't it?
0: It it did. I do believe. Yes, yeah. I do believe. It's part of the MTV yeah um, uh, thing, and you know, of course, MTV they you know MTV stand. The acronym is music. Uh, music television, but obviously, yeah, they're I mean, you're hard pressed to find music on them anymore. But anyway, uh, uh, they went the way of uh, Max Headroom, oh, which was fun to and, watch. So and
1: as know. we know uh, from that documentary, well, the Back to the Future trilogy documentary series, yeah, 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 <laughs> which is I believe it was Back to the Future Two, where they had the '80s cafe and Max Headroom mm-hmm. Max was prominently featured there,
0: right. <clears throat> Right. Well, I bet you there's one individual that doesn't really want to go to the future, but they would like to go back in the past and try to kind of rework a little transaction they had here recently and uh, got suckered. Jay, why is this guy still using payphones?
1: I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> right, man. Right, right, right. All so, right. Maroon our, 5. Our butt, yeah, Maroon 5. Adam Levine, Adam, lead singer yep. of Maroon 5, uh, who apparently is... At a payphone with his lawyer, <laughs> <laughs> yes. bought a uh, bought a Maserati, and it turns yeah. out that um,
0: it, well, it was yeah. Go ahead, man. It was a seventy one uh, Maserati uh, Ghibli four point nine liter Spider um, that he had uh, he had purchased from this dude, and um, apparently uh, ain't real. Now, we're talking vintage,
1: vintage, vintage. Oh, yeah. Vintage. So uh, the story goes there were 45 of these made in production? Correct. Am I I close there?
0: Yeah, you you Um, are absolutely correct. There's only 45 examples of this. If it were were an
1: actual real
0: one, and he traded
1: a couple Ferraris and then an an extra 100K.
0: Right. He he traded real Ferraris. Ferraris. He traded yep. a uh, 72 365 and a 68 365 to a dealer by the name of Rick Cole uh, in exchange for this, uh, this 71 uh, Spyder, uh, also with additional cash for 100, 100 grand. Um, but it wasn't real, man. And what's interesting is. Some extra sugar, I believe. So, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> that's funny, man. Um, <laughs> what happened was is Adam you know, Adam's a, he's a car guy, man. He knows he's a car guy and he bought this thing and uh he decided to sell it probably to profit, uh my guess is, and uh, Sotheby's says uh uh.
1: Uh-uh. So the We just
0: we sold this thing like yeah, uh the, you know, the dealer
1: considering number. buying it had a record of that same VIN number uh mm-hmm. that they had previously dealt with and knew that it wasn't the same car. So it gets interesting, Jay, did you see the part where they're claiming in the lawsuit that the guy that originally sold Adam the car tried to get him to hang on to it?
0: Yes, he did.
1: And that says that that guy, they're they're suggesting, hey, he knew that the minute that a car like this gets, I mean,
0: any car really. He egregiously never disclosed any of it, dude, basically. Bottom line is... Um, he withheld the information uh, to make a ton of money, and uh, so Adam's going after him. Man, he's going in. I don't blame him. I would too. And I, I'm, I'm certain that 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 he'll win this. Um, and to my knowledge, uh, you know, Rick, uh, Rick Cole. I mean, he's a dealer. He's a he's a pretty prominent dealer. You don't,
1: you don't, not check Vins at that level oh. in the
0: car industry. Good Lord, no, man. I mean, you gotta run the papers. And it's it's so funny. Of course, these these cars, these vehicles here, these are pre um Yeah, registry. Registry, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a different animal. Uh they had to go through a different process. So this type of occurrence is a lot happens a lot more than one would think. Um, that is why it is so um scrutinized uh during these sale transactions and Adam missed it man it was it's on so, him you know, you know first
1: i started thinking like um maybe maybe it it's it's just not the maserati maybe it's not the specific model that he thought it was right maybe there's the a yeah. nuance of difference it's still a maserati but it's just not the one he thought it was right but then mm-hmm. i started thinking about the the fact that the vin was duplicated right Man, that just smells you know oh, that yeah, smells yeah. Of, of so it may be a
0: complete fraud. it could be well, um it is fraud, man. Bottom line is uh hey there's some comments. you want to read some comments on this? This is so uh, funny, man. sure. so we got one one guy says, hey, the car dealer should be thrown in jail for fraud. Uh, so tired of seeing people get ripped off high-end car customers uh, should have recourse in these situations and be able to sue in civil court. Um, if the dealer knew he was cheating, this musician uh, should be a felony. <laughs> well, if he's cheating this musician, it should be a felony with a long prison sentence. I don't think he will get a long prison sentence, and here's why. He's got a lot of money and yeah. has a lot of attorneys. He's not going to go to prison for, for a long time. Um, and it also, what factors into that is how many times has he done it? You know, this could open up Pandora's box for this dude too. So we, we may be returning to this, to this pool of information, uh, a little more frequently than we first initially thought here in the future. So we'll see what happens with it. We'll, we'll keep you up on top of it. Um, wow. And some guy, Hey, Hey, can't hold back, Adam. This is what people think of you, buddy. Uh, says the alleged musician traded two V12 Ferraris for one V8 Maserati what an idiot <laughs> i mean so, you know
1: i if that guy is serious uh he's not an idiot that that Maserati was worth way well, more well if it's
0: if it's one of the 45 correct
1: yeah i mean if
0: it's truly one of the 45 it's worth a lot lot more money than he paid and that's why i guarantee you he was trying to sell it.
1: that's like dude you traded two brand new ford f-150s for a 35 year old lamborghini <laughs> yeah moron it's yeah, worth yeah, yeah. way more
0: it did man well good luck to you adam we hope you uh hope you get your uh your money back and hope this guy never gets to do this again um surely they'll follow up on it and he may get his brokerage license taken away from him. I'm sure that's something in California. You have to have a license to be able to sell those types of vehicles. So we uh, we shall keep you up to speed on that. So
1: yeah, good luck with your payphone change, Adam. I uh, hope you uh, <laughs> yeah man. find enough to call your attorney.
0: That's so funny. Good luck, dude. <laughs> right on uh, the voice. Yeah, there we go. Hey, um, what was that truck company, man? <laughs> That we were talking about like a couple years ago, I think they were like saying they were going to be here before anybody else and kind of rhymes with, I don't know, Swords Round. <laughs> you're or talking, you're Ford, talking you, Ford Town or yeah, you, your so you're Town.
1: Fa- that's your favorite truck line, Jay. Your favorite EV truck line, the first EV pickup truck to make production. You're talking Lordstown, my owners. Right. I mean, right. these are all guys' comments that we have received uh, from various fanboys of Lordstown who are. I we're just reporting the facts, man. They they made yeah. the claim that they were going to be first. They were far from it. Um, they're
0: and the des- the design is questionable.
1: They've been in and out of trouble. Uh, yeah. they had to shutter part of their uh facility, if I'm not mistaken, recently.
0: They did. Um. um so so
1: the latest is is what.
0: Well, they've had to uh, halt production because they have to fix a few problems. Um, they halted production of the Endurance pickup truck, which that is the name. Uh, apparently, it's not enduring very well, uh, citing issues with supplier components. Um, this thing, they say, it has been in production since last fall, which we know that to be true because mm-hmm. Rivian was in production before them. Um, did, is, am I right? Rivian was first, right? They're first to the market, is that
1: from a consumer standpoint yes now now right. lordstown took this weird spin that they were trying to be a commercial vehicle truck type mm-hmm. company and so they mm-hmm. eh, it was just sort weird. Of a i mean fleet. this goes back to like the guy that it was replaced uh, the former ceo who said they had orders which were kind of the companies that allegedly had ordered these vehicles weren't even aware that those were actual orders and it got weird right
0: right you know for me for me it's not a big news story at all other than the fact that i just it's it's where's bert uh, oh bert in here somewhere uh,
1: <laughs> i'd say i told you so
0: there you go um and again and
1: again and again and again right
0: right so uh mm-hmm. says they have experienced uh, performance and quality issues uh, with certain endurance components. And it's led them to make the decision to stop production temporarily. Uh, the company's response to the performance and quality issues, uh, which they are not specifying in detail at the moment, it also affects completed trucks that are awaiting delivery to customers. Now, here's why this is not really that big of a deal for Lordstown. It's a whole whopping 19 vehicles. That's it. That's all they've, uh, they've delivered. Um, but of those 19, some of those are actually being used internally by the company themselves. So, <laughs> holy cow, holy cow, man. So, you know, I think it's going to be a flop. I'm going to make this prediction. I think it's going to continue to be a flop for a number of reasons. First of all, it's design of the electric motors or in hub motors on each wheel, which it, it, it gives you more weight. It doesn't have the, um... Uh, the range uh, capability that, say, a Rivian or even a 150 Lightning has. Um, it's kind of a, a weird it, – it's a weird truck. It's super heavy. And I get, like, what you were saying, that it was designed for commercial vehicles, maybe fleets. But, you know, in the beginning when they started touting what it was going to be, they were like, this is the, the the end-all, be-all pickup truck on the market. And it would be first, but it wasn't first. And it is not the end all, be all. I think the F one hundred and fifty and the Rivian have really kind of taken. Oh, my money's out. on the Nikola Badger.
1: But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's another so one, right? I, yeah, I just, you know, these things are investor funded at this point. They're it's all, it's nowhere close to being cash flow positive. No. Are we putting them on a death watch? Is that where I heard you going? And yeah, and, pretty much. All right. How long do
0: you give them? I give them two years. I give I'm, them two years. I'm
1: gonna take half. I'll go half that. You go gonna go half year. that? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, you know, a lot could change in one year for sure, uh, and a lot more could happen. Now let's in two establish
1: years. the ground rules here. Okay. Out of business is out of business. Bought by another company is not out of business. They're acquired, right? Right. Yes. Um, whoever's closer, we're gonna do this prices right style. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whoever's closer. You know, meaning if it's uh 19 months, that's closer to your two two year window, right? Right, right. If it's you know uh 11 months or 13 months, that's closer to my one year window, right? So it's whoever's
0: closer. Okay, um, that's that's how we'll yeah, that's how we'll gauge that. I am, I am completely on board with that challenge. I think it's going to be closer to the two years. So that's. I mean, that's I could have gone ninety-nine
1: cents on you, but now you I, I will say this: $1. <laughs> now, now
0: you know who came in and saved the day to con- to continue with their their goal um, was uh, Fox, Fox. Yeah, Foxconn. well, they
1: basically sold the property to, for a cash for a cash injection infusion, right? That's right. <clears throat> that's
0: right. And as with any company that does such things, um, my guess is they're going to try to produce what they had promised or at least get close to what they had promised to get produced, and then they're going to be probably going, eh, we're done, and we'll see. There may be another player come in. Who knows what will happen, but um, I don't expect that these guys will be able to continue at, at how they're going, especially with some of the supplier issues. They've got internal design issues. <clears throat> um, right. Their design team is, is you know, trying to put keep things together but they're they're not having very much success um plus this thing is the price of this thing it's it's a seven it's close to seventy thousand dollars um and you know with I mean, that you can get a rivian you can get an f-150 lightning which are on the road having minimal problems they're having some problems i think rivian's got a recall that's coming out um you know for for minor things but Go look at the volume that they've put out on the road too. So that's gonna affect them as well. So but uh how do they handle it is what Keith and I always like to say. How well do they handle right. it? Right. But when you're only talking nineteen trucks and some of those are internal vehicles. Well
1: and man, I mean know. where where is all this time went gone? You know, like they're making trucks. They've it's taken them two years two you know, years. When they started production. Right. It was couple of years back at 18 months at least and they've cranked yeah. out less than 20 trucks
0: yeah which by the way you can go check those videos out on our youtube channel where we talked about lordstown on many occasions go to youtube.com forward slash parts kind gurus I mean, and you can get there that's less than
1: a truck every two months
0: who's building these things right right well there's is there no elves. assembly
1: line what is going
0: yeah. on oh there's some elves in there man okay it's it's lordstown lord of the rings okay all right. There's elves there's there's all kind of weird caped people. I can see the inspector
1: know. guy now, the quality control inspector at the end of the uh, assembly line. You <laughs> yeah. shall not pass. <laughs> right. Send it back.
0: <laughs> right. Bring out your dad. Bring out your dad. Uh hmm. yes, we just went medieval on you guys. Sorry <laughs> about that, man. Uh, that's that's fun. So good luck to you Lordstown again. Um, Keith and I have stated plainly to you people out there who are fans of the Lordstown Endurance that we are not against them. Um they're against themselves. So there you have it. Who um Jeep. I didn't say Jeet, J E E T. I said J E E P as a Jeep. Jeep be following, man who are they following keith
1: uh everybody <laughs> yeah. And yeah 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 we're, uh, we're gonna probably make some enemies on this one but i uh, I, I will it. stick to the facts with some mild color uh nah.
0: yeah <laughs> so what's happening hey in Jeep everybody
1: world, man? jeep's gonna add some weatherproof seats and washout floors in 2023
0: Oh my goodness gracious! As a package deal, and they're going to overcharge you for it too.
1: So you're going to be able to have all weather interior, meaning you can hose it out, you can wash it out. Right now,
0: not all models,
1: yeah. not all
0: models, by right. the way. Um, it's it, Wrangler only, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jeep Wrangler, right? Yeah. Yep. So more, mm-hmm. more of the off road crowd for sure. Overland. Yep. Okay, for sure. Well, this is innovative. Yeah. Who, I mean, nobody's who ever done this before,
0: have they, Jay? Well, here's what's funny about it is that, like, this is something new. I mean, Ford made it just a common part of their packages, right? In the Bronco. Because, right, because it's, 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 it's an off-roading vehicle that the doors will come off and, you know, stuff's going to get in there and you might want to hose her down, right? Um, what's funny about this is a lot of the old Jeeps, if you just kind of remove the carpet, they had, yeah. You could pull the carpet out, and they had plugs and in them, people and people did wash that. Them
1: out. And that is true, but the seats, the seats right. were not as weather resistant. Correct. So, yeah, yeah. Allow the- me to hop in my time machine. Not a Delorean this time, Jay. <laughs> a 2014 FJ Cruiser. Oh
0: yeah. That's by Toyota. Ask,
1: ask me what it had in it.
0: What did it have in it, sir? Wash-out flooring. Key, one of the key features, uh, sir. All-weather uh, th- 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 seats th- th- and wash-out right? flooring.
1: And it didn't even have a removable top.
0: Golly, who would have ever thought of something like that?
1: Now, in the United States, when was that an option? Starting in 2007. Wow. So both mm. my 2008 model and my 2014 Ultimate Edition had that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow, what? interesting. How
1: innovative, Jeep.
0: Right, 15 right. 15 years later... Now, get, let's get to the dollar figure here. Uh, uh, for those of you who wish to be able oh, this to do This is hilarious. That yeah. To something that you should already be able to do. Um, the newly optional heavy-duty flooring costs you $995 additional. And the heavy-duty seats add an additional $1,695. So,
1: let
0: me, let me summarize here. Let me make sure I got
1: this right, Jay. I'm seething with sarcasm today. If you want to remove the traditional carpeting and put plastic on the floors, it's going to cost you an extra thousand bucks.
0: Right. Okay. Or a little more. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you want to replace the seats with something that's a little bit more all weather, that's an extra $1,700. That I can actually see being a legitimate. I don't know if it's a cost increase, but I do know that those seats are more expensive to make than the kind of traditional cloth seats.
0: Absolutely, they are. Um, They're they not more a, expensive than the leather seats. No, but they are made out of a material that's actually a little more durable than the leather seats.
1: Right. Yeah. That's um,
0: true. Leather is more of a um, more of a custom. Um, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, when I think of leather, I think of of Ricardo Montabon, man. You know. Yeah. And Rich the Corinthian, Corinthian leather, yeah. Rich Corinthian leather from the which was, was also Chry- Chrysler. Uh, yes, that it was, it was. It Co- Cordova. That's yeah. correct. So, so, so why, why? You know what would have been a big hit would have probably sold me more on this and made me want to run out. Bring back Remar- uh, Ricardo Montalban in let's, this commercial. Let's do a deep fake. Okay. And
1: and and we can get him back with AI, and then we let's, go we go we just replace the. Because they can mimic his voice, you've seen that right. with Val Kilmer and so on, right? Why not? Should we put that out? But we've got to come up with a new name for these all weather. You can't say all weather seats, just like you can't just say leather. You had to say Corinthian leather, right?
0: Corinthian.
1: So we got to come up with a name for these all weather seats that's going
0: to sound good coming out of Ricardo Montalban. Ooh, interesting. Uh, well, we got to come up with. I, I'm not. I can't think right now. I mean, we should. I tell you what we'll do. Hey, all you guys out there listening right now, these new seats. If Ricardo Montabon is going to do a commercial for these new seats for the Jeep, what should the name of the material be called? And we'll shoot a we'll, we'll shoot a commercial on it. We'll, we'll bring back Ricardo for this commercial. How about that?
1: So I, um... just leave
0: us leave us a comment. Give us your thoughts on it. Make sure you subscribe. All that stuff, man. Send us a million bucks, whatever. Because it, it might take that to produce this video. I mean, Ricardo's a pricey guy. I mean, you could tell that by the I, Chrysler he was driving back in uh, the seventies, man.
1: I don't even know what a deep fake cost to produce, but I uh, let me. Okay, I don't know if I can get to it quickly. I was going to go into, I was going to go into AI and see if it could look at some you, s- man. Some look at you.
0: You're or, all over this AI stuff, right? See, and this is why people we're we're doing our AI podcast now. So. The AI Chronicles, might yeah. I remind you again, yes. So there you go. A um, couple of things of, of note here. All of the plug-in hybrid 4XE trims. Any two-door configuration um, are specifically excluded from the weatherproofing, uh, as well as the 470-horsepower Rubicon 392 is also left out. Um, don't quite know the reasons for the Rubicon 392, I completely get it with the 4x e-trim because of the battery packs that might be uh, involved here and different electronics that uh, would require them not to mess around with the, uh, the flooring. Um, so I would say that's probably why they are excluded. Um, and the bottom line is Jeep is doing this to keep up with the Ford Bronco, which in itself has not been met with some criticism. But they have certainly come out of the shoot with some really, really good things, uh, you know, features and benefits from that Bronco to the point to where Jeep is like, oh gosh, we need to get that too. For example, uh, Bronco came out of the shoot; the new uh, Bronco uh, sixth generation came out of the shoot with the uh, A-pillar mounted uh, mirrors. Um, now Jeep offers a kit for you to mount your your mirrors on the A-pillar of the Jeep as well when the doors are off. Um, And then, of course, now this with the the flooring and the uh, weatherproof seat. So there you go, Ford leading the charge there to bring their fans from Jeep over to Ford. And Jeep's trying to win some back, I guess. Wouldn't you say? Yeah?
1: Whatever it takes in all weather conditions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! All right, my man. Um, are you through with that uh, that commercial over there yet? Uh sure. Yeah. Moving here, let me on. grab my keys real quick here.
1: <laughs> you don't need your keys, you just need your phone.
0: Oh, wait a minute. I need my phone, wallet, keys, phone, laptop. Wallet, phone. We've already established
1: this, right? Oh, As we phone, in the intro.
0: Phone, wallet, phone. Wow, that makes life easy, doesn't it? But wait a minute. If Apple has wallet, for the phone, then all you need is your phone. What are we talking about, Keith? What are we talking about? Bring us in, buddy. All right. So Oof. so innovative.
1: Innovate or go home, as Jay likes to say. And um, the thing that I man, I have such a love-hate relationship with Apple. It's like when they get it when they get it right, it's really really good. And then, and then when they kind of phone it in and do this "Me Too" crap, it's like, man, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. do we really need to start like an Apple? Does they need their own TV streaming network? Ted Lasso is pretty great. I will, I'll give him that.
0: But I love Ted Lasso. There's
1: things that they do, and I'm like, really, you guys are gonna do the whole like you know headphone thing too, and whatever. Anyway, or watch. Yeah. Okay. So this is great. Now. Harken back to Apple CarPlay, right? And Apple basically started a decade or so back with some of the major manufacturers. I think Steve Jobs might have still been around when they initially started this program, and they were they were working with companies like Nissan. Like you know, Ford, Ford worked with Microsoft, so Ford was not one of the initial ones, but. <laughs> these major manufacturers said, yes, we will standardize on Apple's integration infotainment system in our vehicles. And they started very early generations of what is now known as Apple CarPlay. So th- here's the thing, everybody. It doesn't matter whether you own a Ford or a Chevy or your wife drives a Toyota or you know you have a Mini Cooper. If it has Apple CarPlay in it, it works with all of them. It you get in the car, you pair your phone, you're good to go, right? Right. And I so it's a great idea. It's basically look, if nobody else is going to standardize and the automotive industry has been known for um not especially as technology is concerned, they don't create, right? They tend to not be the ones to invent things. They Correct. rely on other technology firms like delphi in gm's case and so on for stereo systems so apple has come out and said hey we're working on an app you can have it on your phone or your watch or whatever and it's going to be your digital car key so it's kind of like tesla's doing right Right. Mm -hmm. it's kind of like hilton and marriott do with your hotel keys right and they're gonna basically let you authenticate whatever that means that you are the actual owner yeah. And um, then you'll be able to unlock your car with Apple's car key app. Uh, in some cases, you might be able to start it. Um, so it's basically integrated into your Apple wallet, just like some of your credit cards. And um, the test pilot right now is working with BMW, Kia, uh, and Genesis, which is part of Kia. Right. Um, and and the automotive uh, manufacturers can license it, and then you have access to it, and they will because peer pressure will, will lead them to do it.
0: Right, and now it's in a beta beta form, right? It's what they yeah. call the car key test, right? And it's limited usage. Um, obviously, it has to be for MFI licensees only, which MFI stands for what, Keith? For anybody out there who doesn't, oh man, it's that. been so
1: long, I don't remember.
0: Made, made for iOS is basically, oh. so it's it's well, it's, you an Apple, Thanks, it's an Apple, it's an Apple, yeah, it's an Apple thing. Um, look at me uh, made for
1: iPhone isn't it made It made for yeah, it used to be made for iPhone. you're right it's, right yeah
0: it's yeah now it's just it's uh, acronym for made for iOS um, which is good uh, because you know as as Keith and I' have talked about this before, you know you're probably thinking well, how can that be secure? well, um, you know Apple has put a lot of security into their. You know they don't let anyone get on board with their apps. It has to be pretty secure, and they're trying to keep the best interests of their consumer in mind when they uh, offer these apps to them. Um, so this is pretty key. And the other thing is, is like, well, I've got a key fob. Why, why would I need that? Well, you know, key fobs can be hacked. Um, also, or
1: uh, you know, like I did last night. You know, you just need to run out to your wife's car. Or your car, and you don't want to grab the keys, you, but you got right. your phone sitting right in front of you. Or you're outside, and you need to get something out of the car, and the keys are in the house. Right. or what. I mean, there's a million scenarios here. Now, for those of you security conscious that say, well, yes, but what if my phone gets stolen? Well, well hopefully, in 2023, we're all using multi-factor authentication, and you can be assured Apple will introduce some level of that in this app. Uh, we don't know yet what. If you have a lock on your phone, um, that's that's layer one, if you will, mm-hmm. where you first you've gotta unlock the phone itself before you can get to that app. And then right. uh, there may also be a level of biometric authentication in the yeah. app itself. Like you,
0: you And know. and you mean face recognition, whatever. yeah, f- fingerprint, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I foresee that happening with something so critical. You know, same way with wallet, you know, or Apple Pay. It's yeah. it's very similar to that. It's so um I'm sure in the beginning of this it'll it'll be met with some scrutiny of course anything is um but as this plays out it's it's Apple standardizing something that's you know for consumers out there and I think it's a no-brainer for them to do it if somebody's going to do it and pull it off it could be Apple right um and I don't know the statistics on this Keith so you may have to you know school me on this um but how big of a piece of the market does the iphone have over say samsung and and all these other So um
1: yeah so uh it's it's been changing yearly uh and are you do, would you like to know in the world or in the United States
0: Uh I would say well I would, let's go world because and here's why that's important um because this will be marketed in other other markets, other than the U.S. North America market, as that, well. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's true. I mean, uh, so I would think that the the world would be most important. Um, what does Apple uh, gain by having such a feature? Let's let's sell some more watches. Let's sell some more iPads. Let's sell some more phones. You know, um, I mean, already here we are, the first of um, uh, March and i'm hearing rumors already of the uh the new 15 pro max is is going to be air out uh extreme no well no the, the 15 the, pro max air extreme is that what it's called no oh <laughs> I, see i wouldn't surprise All you right. man i mean how many more labels can we put on them so but it's a
1: there are if you go worldwide now i i asked you this because in the united states it's it's quite a bit different in terms of market share. There's oh, one, tell us both, yeah. Go one point yeah. seven four billion iPhone users in the world, and this is okay. current twenty twenty three. One point wow. almost, yeah, one and three quarters billion. One and three of quarters of a billion, almost yeah. two billion. All right, yeah. Global market share. So yeah. this is not how many people in the world. This is of the total number of the people in the world that have smartphones. Smartphones, right. mm-hmm. not. A StarTech elite from 1999. <laughs> right. Smartphones. Okay. Smartphones. Yes.
0: Yep. 27.6% are Apple products. That's significant. Yep. That is that is a significant piece of the market, man. And that is globally.
1: That is right? worldwide, yes. That is
0: globally. Okay. Um, um. Wow. I wonder. So do you have the U.S. Uh, data there by chance? Uh, I will
1: in a second. Um I had it and then I accidentally closed it. Um It's actually less. I'm surprised at this. It's a
0: uh, 24.1%. Wow. Well, uh, that just goes I'm, to show you I'm how competitive competitive the US market can be. The North American market can be. No, um, actually
1: that's I'm still looking at global numbers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm are, sorry. You? Yeah, are you? Yeah, it's really hard to find uh the US the US uh
0: specific information. Sorry. Right. Right, right. Yeah, I get it. Um but you know, the the bottom line, the point that we're trying to to make to you guys out there with this and It's 50%. That see, that now that 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 even I was thinking it would be higher, but I wouldn't have been surprised because of how competitive I, the the US market yeah, is. Yeah, I knew it was going to you know be higher mean?
1: than the worldwide number. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. And that's huge for Apple. Yeah. And that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, God, I can't imagine Asia. Don't go there. I mean, I'm sure Asia's, like, pretty crazy. Um, But this is a big deal for Apple. You think about the number of smartphones out there, uh, or iPhones, I should say, their product, and watches. And and this is not even including watches, right? Yeah. No wearables, no tablets. right, Right. This is just the phone. Smartphones. Yep. Right. And so what, what works with that is, you know, all of those those devices, which was Steve Jobs' vision, was to have this ecosystem of all Apple devices that work together, which is the one of the reasons why I love Apple so much is because of the ease of use through that whole ecosystem. I love it. My wife I'm, and I just we we love it, man. I'm definitely putting this
1: in the getting it right category. You know this the key the key app the car key app yeah
0: I mean from from a standpoint of of answering a need in the market Mm -hmm. but also this is a big deal for for Apple too as a whole because they've they've gone out there and they they've done this so we'll keep you guys posted on how well uh, this progresses Um, you're gonna start seeing marketing specifically to this, pointing the finger at will work with guarantee you. we've got this technology on this car that'll be a seller for people. Um so just wait and see and this will be a really, really, really big deal in a year.
1: I'm gonna let you go first. Okay. Does it doesn't have to be limited to these three that were mentioned uh as being on board in the beta program, the three auto manufacturers. You can it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Who do you think, so the first ad that we see, you or I, right, for this product in a car manufacturer's ad campaign, could be like a screenshot of the phone, could be mention of it directly in the commercial call-out, whatever. Which manufacturer would you pick to be first?
0: GM. Okay. I'm going GM. I'm going to go Kia. That kind of makes sense. We'll see. Now they're loser one buys of the ones, beer. Are you saying one of the ones that are in testing
1: now? No, I'm saying the first overall w- Kia, the first ad that we see for this product in use well, out of beta
0: that that makes sense, and I'll tell you why because Kia does an awesome job yeah, at man. marketing uh, to a specific demographic uh, that would use the heck yep. out of this thing. I'm going they're Kia. going after the Starbucks crowd, dude? Loser buys beer. Okay. That's, right. a right. yeah, yeah, that's a fair enough deal. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough deal. But if <laughs> hmm, let's make it even more interesting. To get said bought beer, one has to travel to the other's location okay, to have that sure. beer with them. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah. Fair enough, man. N- next yeah. Okay. Next time, time we're in the we'll, same room together. Yeah. And then we'll we'll I'll cry in my beer or you can cry in your beer <laughs> and we can witness it and get it on camera. All right. Hey, we'll we'll get it on a uh we'll yeah. get it on a short YouTube yeah. short. Yeah? There you go. How about how about that? So challenge Challenge accepted. All
1: right, I'm there gonna call go. back before we go to our to our last topic here. Um, I, ha, I I present a submission for Ricardo Montalban's deep fake commercial.
0: Ooh, okay, let's have it. Yeah, Versatilia. Ooh, I like it. I love it, man. That's great. Patent that baby, man. Get the versatilia. name. Versatilia. Yeah, copyright that name, man. Trade that. Na- trade name it. Whatever. These trademark it. Versatilia seating. Versatilia. Hello, my name is Ricardo Montalban, and I'm giving you the Jeep with the Versatilia Seating. So, Jay. That was a terrible uh, con. You can thank
1: AI for that. Con. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I sat here on ChatGPT. Did you just do that? Did you just
0: do that on ChatGPT? Versatilia.
1: Started throwing synonyms. Give me a synonym. First thing I did was synonym for all weather, and it didn't like that. It gave me resilient, which wasn't bad. no. But then I threw all weather with a hyphen in between it and I got versatile.
0: Right. So it takes, you're taking you got to, versatile garbage in, garbage out. You got to garbage be Garbage in, garbage out. Right, right. Which, by the way, guys, if you want to know how this AI stuff works, the ChatGPT, you got to go on over to our new podcast. It's called the uh, PCG AI Chronicles uh, that we are uh, just starting up. Um, first episode will be out uh, hopefully about the same time as this one. So flip on over to the other channel and check that out. Um, uh, meantime, any videos that we get from either one of these podcasts, you can also go over to, uh, youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. Keith and I also get a little crazy and we might write an article or two or something and put it on our, on our website. Um, and you can check out our website at, uh, Versatilia.com. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, parts kind of guru.com. Is that, is that, is that,
1: Oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 ahead, go ahead. Oh, should we?
1: I don't know. Keep going, oh, Jay. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, go to versatilia.com. I'm and, busy. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He's, he's, uh, he and AI are working together, and uh, next thing you know, we're going to have a new website, too, so uh-huh. we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yes. Also, uh, any of our podcast platforms, uh, we're on every single one out there, and at Spotify, Stitcher, uh, you, you know, iHeartRadio. We're on all of them, man. Trust me. Apple. Uh, Google, We're there. Uh, You can go to any of those and find us, and we are Parts Counter Gurus. Uh, Or you can simply go to our website at PartsCounterGuru.com and find the podcast links there. Anything we mention on our podcast will also be there. Uh, You'll see a mention on the podcast tab. You know what would really help us out, guys? Um, Support our show and our efforts by picking yourself up a nice hat, we got some merch over there at partscountyguru.com. There's a merch tab. You can shop there, uh, or you can even go to our our YouTube channel to shop there. Uh, We're on all socials, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. So make sure you stay with us for the latest information on the automotive industry and AI. So versatilia.com
1: is taken but .net .org .info .app .us .xyz .me .store .online .tech .site .cloud .live .icu and .ink are all available.
0: Uh, we got to get in there, pal. <laughs> Which <laughs> one Versatilia. do you want,
1: man? They're 12 bucks a piece.
0: Oh, no. no. We'll see. Well, we got to own the seats first, man. We got to get a hold of Ricardo. <laughs> all right. Is he still alive? No. No, he's Oh, damn it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's okay we maybe we can get uh well we got ai we're good yeah we're fine yeah we can, we're going to deep fake this yes so our last piece of uh industry news if you will is very worthy of this conversation i know it's near and dear to keith um we're going to we're going to pop over into the uh the two wheel uh part of the industry um And as with any of the industries that we talk about, none of them are immune to the effects the uh, electric vehicle push uh, has made on our industry and uh, any consumer out there trying to figure out what the heck they're going to buy next. So, Keith, your favorite bike to ride is what? Well, I have... Oh, that's a loaded question.
1: Um, I mean, I own a Ducati. They're great yeah. bikes. They require yeah. a lot of maintenance. I know you love
0: it, though. I mean, I've, I've heard I've got you say But how... I've got
1: Hondas, you know, Sideshot's yeah. got a Yamaha. I've owned Yamahas. I've owned uh, I've owned stuff, okay? Yeah, I get it. Um, I'm kind of this, like, what's the application? You know, if I'm going to put it on a track, then I'd probably do my Honda. If I'm going to you know it just depends right like ducati makes some cool stuff that's kind of application specific they've got a great yeah. track bike it's just that i yeah, can't moto it. Stuff. yeah moto gp
0: stuff yeah yeah i mean you're big into the moto gp i mean you go to the track days and stuff uh with your buds and yeah um, yeah yeah I mean,
1: it's, so they're they're serious and they're seriously good now ducati has struggled in recent years um to win. It's kind of like NASCAR, you know, winning mm-hmm. on Sunday selling on Monday and so on. And it's been tough, but they've had some recent successes and they're kind of back. They they're, they it's like decades almost. You know, you get right. good deck, it's just like Ford or anybody else. They're winning for 6 or 7 years yeah. and then they're not. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so um yeah, let's- this is a. This is a. I've got a little side story here, Jay. But this is a. Um. This is an example. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Of, I just feel like it's slanted reporting, and this is coming out of Electric. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes we agree with Electric, and sometimes we get cornered by people that say, like, "You guys are just EV guys," which we're not. We just point
0: on, we just report on trends yeah. and comment we're, on trends. We're industry guys, man. Yeah. If anything, look, if you want to categorize the parts kind gurus guys, you, you're hearing it from our mouth right now. Yeah. We're, we're industry guys, whether that's electric or, or, you know, natural gas powered or hydrogen, it doesn't matter. We're going to talk about it. So there you go. All right. Wide open. There's your door.
1: Well, so just recently, um, the uh, some ducati executives like their ceo did some interviews and Mm -hmm. in those interviews the question was when are your ev motorcycles you know going to come out Mm -hmm. and ducati said yeah we're we're not there yet and electric so that the title of the article that i'm looking at here says ducati yet again say gives the same old excuse for not
0: selling an electric motorcycle it's not an excuse that doesn't make it wrong Jack exactly, uh, it's, but it's not an excuse. It's it's a fact of their business yeah. model. This and is how we're going to run our company. Yeah, the, I get you. Yeah, the
1: guy. Yeah, right. the guy that wrote this article basically said he's okay. Ducati said, still says it can't yet succeed to build an electric motorcycle for consumers, and blames its inability to supply an electric motorcycle on the current state of battery technology. That's despite the company's parent group Volkswagen. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Recently, uh, making EV progress, and despite Ducati itself now being the sole supplier of electrical racing motorcycles for the FIM and Motor E Electric Motorcycle Racing Series. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a completely different scenario. That's their test pilot. These these moto gp bikes. These are million dollar bikes. Right. Okay? They're not going to yeah. sell a consumer too many million dollar bikes. Right. This is how it works, everybody. At Formula One racing, NASCAR racing, whatever it is, the cutting edge technology starts there. That's where the R and D dollars are, and then it trickles down into consumer vehicles.
0: Right. It, Absolutely.
1: If that bike costs one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to produce, they're not going to sell a whole lot of them. Right. And, and an- this this guy from Electrek's just trying to bully Ducati into like making. Electric
0: right. bikes, right? I mean, they're they're unlike Harley Davidson, who has just recently come out and said we're going EV by twenty thirty five. And um, I, I, we said in a recent podcast, Keith and I talked about that move, which we understand the demographic that they're going for, but that's still not Harley Davidson making it today. You know, it, they're they're not. They they had the Live Wire that came out, uh, yes. that was a huge success, right. It's a cool bike, but let's face it's it, the 30 range. It's a 30-year plan, man. Right. It's a 30-year plan. And so here's the thing. When, you, when you're when you a rider of one of these just awesome bikes, this is a Ducati, you know, MotoGP type bike, right? There's factors in there, man. First of all, uh, center of gravity, uh, the handling period, um, its range in a race environment, and its weight. Mm-hmm. The weight has a huge factor on its range and handling. Okay. All of that plays into that. It ties into that. And so if the CEO is saying, well, the battery technology is not quite there yet for us, and that's why we're not going to go there. I kind of have to buy that because honestly, a lot of the auto manufacturers are waiting for the battery technology to kind of catch up with itself to make these vehicles more efficient and longer ranges. Yeah. So, Ducati saying, "Hey man, we're not doing anything until you guys can come up with a better battery uh, well, uh, scenario." And
1: I would say it's not even that they're not doing anything; they're doing things. They're oh, just, already they are. Yeah, it's just that the guys flat out saying it's not time yet. And and there are two main factors for this. So those Ducatis, right? That I'm talking mm-hmm. specifically about the super sports. There is a crowd of BMWs. Another one, like the 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 BMW 1000. Uh, Mm -hmm. super sport is a pricey bike that if you're going to replace that with an electric version, you better be able to live up to the same the performance standards, right? Absolutely. Agreed. And so you have a situation where Ducati's looking at this and they're going, we don't have the range problem solved yet. Mm -hmm. You can't take this thing out for very long without having to plug it in. And the performance isn't there yet. And and I would assume that means I can't do thirty laps on a track on this thing without that battery overheating or needing a break or something is not gonna work as it should versus mm-hmm. a gasoline engine. And trust me, they have the data to back that up. So, you know, there's companies like Zero that makes electric bikes that have been doing it for a while, and Zero's even sponsored a racing series. About a decade ago, Jay, at Laguna Seca, I had a um so there there was an electric it's been going on that long. there was an electric racing series for bikes. Mm-hmm. And I was at the races and it was kind of funny because the, the bikes are completely silent and the racers would go by and all the fans are making like motorcycle noises, right Like with the, right.
0: That's so funny. And
1: I, that, that, uh, we were at the corkscrew, the famous corkscrew uh, at Laguna Seca. Okay. and there was a pretty serious wreck. Like everybody was okay, but like they were electric bikes and there were parts all over the track, and that was a mm. chemical spill. And then, yes. you know, they have to stop the race and do the chemical cleanups and all that. Right. So the girl that wrecked, uh, I think her name was Shalina Moreda. She's a racer. She's done CoverGirl commercials. She was sponsored by CoverGirl for a while. I actually had the privilege of photographing her. Not not in a very White kind of, you know, creepy way, but like, <laughs> you know, right. just right. I- professionally. And yeah, got baby. some of her, got some of her, got some still. I, kept, I think I kept some of them. But,
0: I remember that.
1: Yeah, that's her. So she was doing an electric bike series. So Ducati has been doing this. They've been producing electric bikes. They've been pushing those bikes to the limits by the people that are trained athletes to, to ride these things. They know right. what they're capable of. This guy is t- – what's your hurry, dude? Like, dude right. that wrote this article, what's your hurry? Right. Are you pissed that the 85 yeah. miles per gallon the bike already gets isn't good enough? I'm sorry, it's 55. Like right. Seriously, what's your hurry? They're practically zero emissions anyway. Those bikes are pretty clean.
0: Right. And that that's a that is a really really good argument for that. What, what what is the hurry?
1: What yeah,
0: why? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, here's something too that I found interesting because we talked about this in the past. You know, the company also said that the likelihood of them going uh, you know, all electric is is pretty slim for now. In fact, they're probably going to be using synthetic fuels, um, to to reduce emissions, and help that along. And we yeah. had already talked. What we we had a we we had a video over on YouTube.com forward slash Parts Count of Gurus, which was about the volcano fuel. Remember that? Remember that's an alter- alternative yeah. fuel. Yeah, that was Conocag, right? Conocag, right? Um, and now again, it's 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 the whole thing to being carbon neutral and that was that was where that was coming from but there are testing on synthetic fuels out there and and that's a bigger i think synthetic fuels are going to be playing a bigger role in our future than evs in the near future than i think people think i really really do
1: hey should i invite this guy to come on our podcast that wrote Why this not? article what's he got what's debate, he got to lose debate me what's he got to lose Right? Why not? Uh, his point? <laughs> his well, job? <laughs> if I dunk on it? Well, him?
0: no, because this is the greatest <laughs> show on earth, man. I mean, if anything, it might propel his. Um,
1: That's true. His, his should startup. I do it? Should I leave him a comment? See sure. if he wants to come on and have a Say, come discussion. on and uh, state your case. I'll be respectful.
0: Yeah. yeah, why not? We should do it. Get AI to write him an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens. So. Um, Wow, man, so way to go, Ducati, for sticking to who you are and understanding the landscape before you just jump in like some of these other manufacturers have done and that are starting to kind of walk back some of their promises because, again, we don't have a crystal ball, or maybe maybe we do have a crystal ball, Keith. Maybe we do have a crystal ball, and I see in my crystal ball that a lot more walking back is going to be happening.
1: Jay, it says gurus in the title.
0: I know, I know. You don't want to give it all away, man, you know. So anyway, you can buy a crystal ball um, through our website. Um, just click on the Amazon link and uh, go shop to your heart's content. That'll help the show out if you want to go buy a crystal ball. Just go to partskindofgood.com or, or get hat. those on any YouTube Click video. on the uh, Amazon link, so right there. So anyway, that's a wrap for the day. I um gosh, it's, it's good to be back, my friend. We're if, if yeah. for those of you out there who've been fans for a long time, um, it's, it, we're working behind the scenes doing, doing a few different things and, um, uh, not putting out a, uh, an audio podcast, uh, every week, um, for the last uh, couple of months, uh, has been good for Keith and I to get back and, uh, get our creative juices flowing and allow us to kind of expand a little bit and make your whole mm. experience wow. worth your while. Definitely is the opposite of what
1: it seems. It, it might seem on the surface like we're not doing anything and we haven't been doing anything. We've been doing so much more. Right. Um, it's just uh, sort of lining all that up and getting it um, getting it ready. And there's all these conversations happening in the bo- in the background with. Uh, brand partners and brands and you know we've done some motorcycle stuff recently uh the last episode i think we had a, a motorcycle that was modus did a sponsor for us and yep uh so there are things happening everybody and um thank you for sticking with us throughout this it's it's been a it's just been the best it's been a fun ride uh it has been no yeah. fun intended so yeah. until the next one i don't even we, we've already established we don't know uh what number episode versatilia is but uh (laughs) until next time thank you guys for making us a part of your lives that's my pal jay over there i am keith there are no ordinary moments think about that one for a while think about that one until we talk again see y'all